something this morning and um, I'm now I know why I didn't bring it because not many here because I was I wanted to see it. But this morning I um, I came over here earlier to turn the air on so it'd be cool in here because it was hot in here. I'll tell you it was hot. It was 70 77 in here or something like that. So I'm glad I turned the air on. So anyway when I left um, Brother Marshall had been talking about the wheat and the tares. Now, how many of you have ever seen tares? Okay. Well, I found I found a tear this morning. And so and I, when I was heading back home, it's like, oh, I need to look over there. I bet there's tares. See, there's a wheat field right over here. And so I was driving by, and it's like, I got to go over and see if there's any tares in there. Sure enough, there was. So I picked a tear and I picked some wheat and I was going to bring it in so you could see the difference and understand why it's a big deal, the wheat and the tares. And I forgot to bring them in. So I'll just save it for another time. But it's, I'll tell you what, everybody that learns about the wheat and the tares, it is a real idol. It really, really is. It wasn't until I came out here that I ever see a tear. And we were hiking up in Sichi Hollow, which is Dana and I, that's one of our favorite places in the state, is up north of Sisseton. And so we're up there hiking and this our our friend Norm, we were up with Norm and his wife, and and I want to say I'm pretty sure Heather was with us too, and we're up there hiking and he says, Look, there's a tear. And so First time I ever seen one, and I'm going, look at that. I go, that's amazing. And so, but I'm not going to, that's just a teaser, okay? <laughs> I won't tell you anymore until I bring it in. Because when you see it with your eyes, you'll see why 
to me, it had a huge impact on me as far as serving the Lord, especially in the church. And it was a real eye-opener, so I'll save that for another time. And so, uh, but it's something that we're not, we don't have any song service this morning, so you'll all sing twice as loud tonight. I have no doubt. And um, I had a hunch we weren't going to have any music this morning. So I am going to try to sing a song for you all, all right. without Amen. any accompaniment. Right. Okay. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Amen. Jesus. So, I really am going to try to sing this. I really am. So, uh, some of you may have heard this song. This song, I want to say, is probably about, I don't know, 25 or 30 years old. And so, um, so anyway, um, I grew up in a family of singers. And uh, so, I remember starting singing when I was like four or five years old with the whole family. We used to travel around. We were like the Von Trapp family, you know, the sound of music. The whole family sang. And uh, we did a lot of things um, a cappella without any accompaniment, so I'm see it in their eyes. Empty people filled with care headed who knows where. On they go through private pain living fear to fear. Laughter hides their silent cry that only Jesus hears. People need the Lord. We are called to take this light to a world where wrong seems right. What could be to great a cost to share life with one who's lost? Through his love, our hearts can feel all the grief they bear. We must take the word of life that only we can share. People need the Lord. Now, the reason I can't sing that is because I was that person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. In this day, it really hit me. I have no doubt in my mind we're in the last days. No doubt in my mind. And it's coming fast. And when it comes, it's going to come so fast that if you're not ready for it, you're going to miss it. Mm -hmm. This thing that God gave us is worth so much. Amen. We can't take it for granted. That's right. He's not going to give us an hour to get ready. Mm -hmm. No. We need to be ready all the time. Amen. So it's so important in these days that we be a witness out here in the world. Mm -hmm. There's people out there that want to be saved. And the Lord is going to put them in our path. Mm -hmm. And we need to be ready to witness to them. Amen. Now, I do have some scripture here, but I just want to I just want to share a little bit about my experience. Now I've I know a lot of you have heard my testimony and how I got saved and everything, but I, I just want to focus on a little 
bit of what it took for me to get saved. We've had people come into this place, and if you knew some of the things of people that have come in here and sat and listened, if you knew what they went through, you would be, it would blow your mind. They've gone through some horrible things, horrible things. I can't imagine what they went through. But the truth is, is every person in this room goes through something. Everybody. You can't say, well, they went through something way worse than I did, or you can't say that because God has a plan for every single Amen. person in the life that you've lived. Amen. So with me, with me, I mean, I, I lost my business, I lost my wife, lost my boys, lost my car. I was sleeping on the floor because I didn't have a bed. And I went from having everything I could imagine to nothing. And God allowed that to happen to me. So here I am. <laughs> See, I grew up in the church my whole life. I used to make a joke. I told them I was born behind the pulpit in the Baptist church. I was at church all the time. And growing up and everything, I would get be taught things and I would say, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. And I remember driving my pastor up a wall. I'd have a question. I'd come in and he would just like roll his eyes. It's like, now what's he going to ask <laughs> Now, understand this. My pastor had a doctor's degree in the Bible. Uh, yeah. Doctor of Divinity. He wrote a book, the whole thing. And I'd ask him questions and he couldn't answer me. You imagine that? Uh, asking him. He'd ask me, what do you think it means? Wow. He was <laughs> asking me what I thought of that. So all my life, I always questioned everything. So here I am, I'm at this point in my life and everything, oh, everything collapses all around me. My life's turned upside down. And that's what the Lord had to do to get me to listen. Brother Longshore said this Wednesday night of what I could understand of what he said. Man, I'll tell you what, that guy's got an accent. <laughs> but I do remember him saying this. He was talking about being desperate. Mm -hmm. Well, I was desperate. The Lord had to bring me to that point mm -hmm. to get me that desperate mm -hmm. that I finally opened up my ears to be able to hear what he had to tell me. Mm -hmm. I remember bowing down at my toilet and praying and asking the Lord. I said, Lord, I need you. Mm. Amen. Hallelujah. I wanted to die. I literally was trying to plan my own suicide to make it look like I didn't commit suicide, that it was an accident. That's how bad I was. Wow. wow. Just thinking Jeez. about that. Hallelujah. But see, the Lord heard me when I prayed yep. that prayer. Yep. I was desperate. I wanted answers. Mm. I wanted to be free. I wanted to have peace. I didn't want to be in this mess that I was in. I didn't want to be in it. So I'm at work, and Brother Welch, he worked on the opposite end of the factory that I worked on. We didn't work together. We were in two different areas. Never, never really saw each other or anything. But this one day, I happened to be, we had one of those wash fountains, one of them big round ones that's got the fountain, you know. And I'm on one side of the fountain and he's on the other. And I want you to hear this, because that's what this whole message is all about. He asked me, how are you doing? Now remember that. He asked how I was doing, and I told him not very good. 
You see, I prayed that the Lord would help me out. And through, we, like I said, we didn't see each other. Mm -hmm. We were there, and he simply asked me a question. How are you doing? And I told him, not very good. And he said, well, you know, there's a way, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he says, there's a way that you can have peace if you can have a good day. Mm -hmm. I remember that. Mm -hmm. It had gone through the factory, what had happened to me and the whole thing. And I remember he said, he said, I'll tell you what, why don't we meet at the, um, the other place? He says, let's meet at the other place and have some coffee. And I said, what's that? That's a restaurant. Yes, it's a restaurant. And I said, sure, I'll meet you there. I mean, what do I got to lose? And I honestly didn't really realize that he was a pastor or anything. I didn't realize that. But when we sat there at that table in that restaurant, and he, he had his Bible with him, and it's like, you know, wow, you know? So he opens up and he shows me scriptures. And I'll never forget it. He starts showing me scriptures and everything, and then I start telling them who I was. I'll never forget, I will never forget that first meeting I had with him. I go, well, I have three cousins that are pastors and two uncles that are pastors. And I have a cousin who's a professor at Dallas Theological Seminary. And I'm just going down the whole list of, oh, I know all this about, you know, and, and this and that and this and that. And he goes, oh, well, that's nice. That's all he said. And then he started reading scripture to me. Wow. Like you all turn to something, because this is, I wrote it right here in my well-used Bible. I wrote it right here when he told it to me. It hit me like a rock in the face. I've never seen this before. Turn to Luke 13. Verses 23 and 24. Now this isn't how I planned on doing today, but this is how it's going. But I will get to the scripture I want to get to. Y'all have it? It says this. Then said one unto him, Lord, are there few that be saved? And he said unto them, Strive to enter in at the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. Now, I'd never seen that verse, and that struck me. That doesn't say what I was taught to believe, that all you got to do is accept the Lord as your Savior, and you're saved, and that there's millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people that are saved. That's not what that says. That hit me. I never, it's like, wow, I've never seen that. And then he told me about, then he went to, you know, he went right to Acts 2.38. Again. It's so funny. I look at my Bible. I have all kinds of notes all around Acts 2.38, but not 238. Isn't that something? <laughs> yeah. So in all the teaching and the preaching and everything, they never went over Acts 238. Wow. Never went over it. Isn't that something? So then I see that verse and it's like, and I'm looking at that and it's like, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And <laughs> all I had to do was see it. And I said, I need to be baptized. Man, that just, it hit me just like that. I need to be baptized. He says, when do you want to be baptized? I says, when can I get baptized? He says, a couple days we'll baptize, because I, I want to say it was a Friday. He says, we're going to, we'll baptize you Sunday right after church. Said, awesome. I'm going on to Lake Pelican, and I'll tell you what, that water was this color. <laughs> that color, that's 
when I got baptized. <laughs> green water. Uh, full of algae. Green water. So now I got baptized in Jesus' name. And I just, and it, man, nothing got better than that. Get baptized in Jesus' name, realizing that the blood of Christ has been applied to me, and all my past is gone. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. And I get to start all over. That's right. And it's like, how can it, how could it ever be any better than this? Right? Mm -hmm. But little did I know that when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, <laughs> yeah. that's really something. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. So, so anyway, I'm not going to talk too much more about my what happened to me and how I got saved. But I want to get into the scriptures because that the words that I just, I couldn't sing that song and I knew, oh, I knew I wouldn't be able to sing that song. I, gosh, I'll be at home and I'll sing that song and I'll start bawling. But it's like, because that song means so much to me because it says, what could be too great a cost? What could be too great a cost? To not witness to somebody. Mm -hmm. What is it that is so valuable to us or means so much to us that we can't witness? Yeah. You realize, which is just a few of us here, do you realize? I know y'all do, but I'm just, just think about this. Do you realize what you have? Mm -hmm. You have the ultimate thing yeah. that God has allowed on this earth, mm. and y'all have it. Mm. Now, I used to say this to Josiah all the time when he was younger. I says, yeah, I know you like Superman and all these superheroes and all their power and everything. And it's like, I got way more power than they do. That's right. <laughs> Real Amen. <laughs> That's right. Amen. So see, so and we're gonna read some scriptures here and everything, but what but the point I'm trying to get at is this is in these days, we're in the last days, mm -hmm. and it says there's gonna be a harvest coming in. Mm -hmm. And we need to go reap that harvest. Amen. We need to we need to be in contact with those that God's going to put in our path. See, the scriptures say, and I didn't, and I, it just popped into my head. The scripture says, many are called. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say everyone is called. Yeah. It says many are called, few are chosen. Mm -hmm. Now, everyone in here, I'm sure you've met people and you have no doubt in your mind that God is not calling them at all. Okay, and it's like, and it's and this is something. The more you grow in the Lord, the more you see that. You can just sense it right away, and you can sense when a person's hungry for more than what they have. That's right. And and it's like it's an awesome thing, but the Lord puts it, puts them in our path. He puts them in our in in contact. I've had so many jobs in different places. In every job I've had, it was always to speak to somebody about the Lord. Amen. I think about that now, and I just think, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I look back at my life, and it's like, you know, I remember being at family reunions, and everyone's talking about, wow, I got this position, and I live this big house, and, mm -hmm. you know, and all this stuff, and I've got all this and everything, and it's like, I don't have any of that stuff. <laughs> I don't have any of that stuff. And it was all this, it was always this thing, well, you know, yeah. well, gee, man, don't you think you ought, to, you ought to do that? Nah, no, it doesn't matter. And then many people have said to me that I've, that, man, you could have done this and done that and done this and done that. And it's like, when I look back over my life, and everything that lot, the Lord's brought me to and everything, I was sharing, like, how in the world did I end up in Vermillion? Yeah. <laughs> Just blows my mind. Like, <laughs> looking back, and I'm going, that's really something how I ended up here. It really is something. <laughs> but it was all the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, 
leaning on the Lord, having faith, and He does direct your path. Yep. Yes. Don't lean under your own understanding. Right. If there's not a door there that's open, don't cut a hole in the wall so you can go through it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it ends up in a disaster yep. every time. But anyway, let's get to some scripture here. Let's all turn to Matthew chapter 5. I didn't give you any verse yet, so we're going to uh, look in uh, 14 and 15, Matthew 5, 14 and 15. Ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Now, I had a lot of things. I know I, I shared this with Brother Marshall. There was things. There's things that I do um, in my job and in my business and stuff like that that some people would say, "Wow, you shouldn't be doing that." I remember talking to uh, Brother Marshall about it and everything, but it's my job. And I do my job just like as if I was doing it for the Lord. I do the best I can. Now, what this all means is, is be in the world, but not of it. So, this when I read this scripture, this is what it, this is how this verse hits me. This scripture, this is how it hits me. We just said that we all have like mega superpower mm -hmm. okay yeah. not for our own use mm -hmm. but for his glory amen and it says right here that if a man men light a candle and put it under a bushel but on a candlestick so here we have the holy ghost everywhere we are we're giving off this amazing light Mm -hmm. And I know you all know what I'm talking about because you've experienced it. I know you have. But you give off a light in this world. And it's like we don't want to hide it. We don't want to be stiff. We don't want to be the kind of person that sits in the corner and I'm going to sit right here and wait for the Lord to return. We don't want to be that mm -hmm. way. We want to be in the world. Amen. Because that's where the light has to shine. That's right. And it's like we all, every one of us need to be involved in the community. Amen. We need to be around people and rub shoulders with them. And, and so they can see that light that's in us. And it's like we need to share it. Yep. We need to share it because you're going to come across somebody that wants to get saved. Mm. Right. Now, uh, Dan Boyson, you heard me talk about him. Man, I never thought in a million years someone like him would get saved. A man had tried committing suicide three times. I didn't know that. And uh, he was unsuccessful, obviously. And one of the times he shared it with me, and it was like he would say to scenes, I said, there's no way this is true. He didn't really do this. And it's like, oh, yeah, he really did it. I mean, the guy can't die. <laughs> That's what someone said, the guy can't die. You know the big, uh, down in uh, Sioux City, you know the big railroad bridge that goes across the river? When you're heading south, like if you're going to head out to the mall and out that way and everything, you, you go onto that big railroad bridge that goes across there. He jumped off that bridge. And he... I'm just sharing this with you, and this, I'll get to the point. He jumps off that bridge. He ends up feet first, and there was a sandbar under the bridge, and he hit the sandbar. It was just under the surface of the water, and this is where he stopped. The water was right here. Wow. Just his head sticking up. And he stuck in, he stuck in the mud in the bottom of the river. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> that really happened. <laughs> 
not kidding, it really happened. They were telling me, yeah, it really happened. So somebody in a boat going up the river, he yelled out to them and they pulled him up out of the mud. That was just one time. But this is the, the reason I'm saying this is this, okay? I had no idea that stuff had happened to him. And I had no idea what was on his heart or what was on his mind. But the Lord put me with him. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget it, you know, um, and I know I've shared it, but he came up to me and he says, why are you so different? And I mean, this guy was a drug addict, a drunk, a womanizer, adulterer, mm -hmm. cussed like you and, oh, the stuff that came out of his mouth was like unreal. And he comes up to me and he goes, why are you so different? Because he's been around all kinds of religious person that says he needs to get saved. But what never made any sense to him, he says, is, I don't get it. He says, I was at the bar last night, and these people that are telling me I need to go to church, they were at the bar drinking too. So it's like, they're no different than me. Mm. So he comes to me, he goes, why are you so different? Now, I never, I had never witnessed to him. It's like letting your light shine. And so he knew there was something different about me. To make a long story short, I had the honor and the privilege of baptizing him in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, my word. I'll never forget that. You talk about a change in a person. But here's something. Um, he got baptized, and um, I had to, I remember I had to go, I had to go up to California. I had to go up to California to do something, and um, he had cancer. He came down with cancer. And I saw him, and, and I was visiting with him, and I prayed with him in the hospital and everything. And I said, I'll see you when I get back. And he says, yep, I'll see you later, right? About California, he died. Wow. But what got me about that whole thing is you go through life, and you try to get it all planned out and organized and the mm. whole thing, like if everything's going to be this, 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 and this, and this. If you just lean on the Lord, you're going to have more adventures and more excitement in your life than you could ever do on your own. Mm. He'll give it to you. Amen. He'll give you the opportunities. Amen. And it's like, we need to let our light shine. Mm -hmm. So when someone sees that difference in us, we can share that with them. And it's like, and I know everyone in here, I know you've witnessed to people. I have no doubt in my mind you have. And it's like, but in these days, it's just what's what's getting me is it's like, that's the thing we need to be keeping our focus on is we need to be winning people to the Amen. Lord. Because everything that's going to happen in this world has already been set up. It's already been scheduled. It's going to happen. And there isn't anything any of us are going to do about it. But the one thing that he wants us to do, he wants us to be a witness. Mm -hmm. He wants us to try to get people in the truth to be saved. I have no doubt in my mind there's people that go to other churches in this town that want more than what they have. I have no doubt in my mind. Here, I thought I was saved. Thinking, and all it was is because that's all I ever heard. I never heard the whole truth. I heard little pieces of the truth. And if all you get is little pieces of the truth, you haven't got the whole truth. It's either none or all of it. It can't be in the middle. It can't be in the middle. And when I think about the church I grew up in, that Baptist church, they come so close to getting it right but they don't. And it's like, that's where it all comes, that scripture. Didn't we do all these things? In yeah. Didn't yeah. we do all these great things? And he says, depart. depart from me. I never knew you. Wow. And it's like, wow. You think about that. That's being filled with the Holy Ghost. That's how he knows us mm -hmm. when he dwells yep. inside of Amen. us. It's that intimate relationship that yep. we have with God, having his spirit inside of us. 
And, and so I really believe that. I believe there's people in this town they don't want more than what they have. What they have. Oh, okay, this just popped into my head. Amen. i got to say this. When I went to um, apostolic faith, that was known as the black church. In fact, it was funny. I was in a meeting one time, and Kyle stops me and says, Hey, Brother Dan. And it was the director of SESDAC. We're at this long table. We're having a meeting for Chrissy. We're at this long table. She's on one end, and I'm sitting on the other. She just looks at me with this blank look on her face. And I kind of smiled. She goes, your brother Dan? I go, yeah. I go, what am I, a little lighter than you thought I would be? <laughs> <laughs> she said, yes, I always thought you were a black man. Oh my God. <laughs> so that's the assumption, okay? So this church, this is the native church okay so that's what i think is so funny and it's just like but that's the way people every everybody in this world it's all by what they see it's all by what they see but we've had a lot of visitors here and they realize that this isn't a native church that's right yeah they come in here and they feel the holy ghost and that's what it's all about the reason i'm saying that is don't ever ever think that being native means you can't witness to anybody. That's right. That, and please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Uh-huh. But it's like when you, it's, um, I've always believed that racism and prejudice and everything is taught. Mm-hmm. It's taught. Yeah. Amen. It's, it's, I thank God I grew up with parents that were not like that. Amen. They were never like that. And I'm so grateful I grew up in a house like that. And so I remember Pastor Robinson would say, I would do things, and he would say, do you realize what you just did? And I go, no, what did I just do? He says, you realize you're probably the first white person that ever hugged them? And it's like, that's the last thing on my mind. Yeah. But see, but that's the whole thing that in now, I'm not going to get on that or anything, mm-hmm. but we get so wrapped up in skin yeah. Yeah. instead of looking at the person. Yeah. And it's like, because it's not, it's got nothing to do with the color of That's the skin. That's right. And it's like, and if, boy, if you met my son-in-law, mom, my son-in-law is as black as your hair. <laughs> I was teasing him last night. He was, him and Mandy were sitting at the table and... And I go, I go, back, <laughs> smile. He smiles and go, ha, I see you now. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of fun with him last night. So anyway, um, but getting back to getting back to what I'm what I'm speaking on here, it's like we have the answers to the problems going on in this world That's right. right now. We have the answers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the well, let's let's read some more scripture. Let's read some more scripture. Let's turn to Romans chapter ten. And what's funny is this isn't going anything like I had planned. It. So, and there's only a few of us here, and uh, but the ones that are here are the ones that are supposed to be. Amen. Don't forget that. Okay, Romans 10, starting at verse 11. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Mm-hmm. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Now, <clears throat> everyone in here, you're a preacher. Mm-hmm. Every one of us is a preacher. Mm-hmm. It's not just 
Brother Marshall. Mm -hmm. It's not Brother Aaron. It's not me. By the way, great minds think alike. Look how we're dressed. Yeah. You see that? <laughs> wow. 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 Great minds. <laughs> what does that mean? The righteous <laughs> brothers. <laughs> <laughs> preachers yeah we all know the truth mm -hmm. we all know the plan of salvation wow. we know the gospel mm -hmm. the gospel is not accepting the Lord as your Savior wow. that is nowhere I've read the whole Bible and it's not in there that's right <clears throat> I've offered people a hundred dollar bill if they could show me where it says that in the Bible and I have never given that hundred dollar bill away <laughs> Because it's not in That's there. right. That is a man-made doctrine. Mm -hmm. That is not the word. So we know what the word says. And it's up to us to share it with others. And um, <clears throat> it's awesome to know the truth. You know, that verse, you know, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Yeah. Man always says the truth will set you free. Yeah. Well, that's a man-made phrase. Right? Yeah. That is not scripture. Make, make. The truth will make you free, and you'll be free indeed. Yeah. And so we know that, and it's up to us to share that. Now, up at the up at the beginning, the the first verse there that we read, <clears throat> I heard someone preach on this one time, and I've never never forgotten this. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Now I heard someone uh, uh, speak on this one time about being shy. Being shy about talking to people about the Lord. No such thing as being shy. Mm. That's called being ashamed. Mm. Yeah. No such thing as being shy. It's a, it's a simple thing that if you believe on him, you're not going to be ashamed of him. Mm -hmm. You're going to give him the glory that he's due. Mm -hmm. And it's like you're going to recognize him. You're going to point people to him. Mm -hmm. And that's what we have to do. That's what we have to do. Um, let's go on to... Um, Oh, no, I didn't read verse 15. Let's read verse 15. And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. So he says, and what I think is so neat here, I know Brother Marshall was talking about this the other, the other day. Mm -hmm. When we think about our feet, man, I got ugly feet. Boy, are they ugly. Oh, they look horrible. But there's a lot of mileage on those feet. So I don't know why they would be beautiful at my age. No, they're going to be pretty ugly. <laughs> but what that's saying is, is the person that those feet are carrying, if they're spreading the gospel, they're spreading the truth, and they're, and they're sharing it with others, they're beautiful feet. Amen. Because they're moving that person to do that. It's Amen. just a, it's an awesome thing. I just, I love that. I love that scripture. Amen. I absolutely love it. Let's go on to First Peter three fifteen. I really miss Pastor. Amen. Boy, those lessons that we have in Sunday school. You talk about time going by fast. Yeah. Wow. Another one of my favorite verses. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you the reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Like I, I just shared, Dan Boyson, I never witnessed Dan Boyson. He came to me, and he says, why are you so different? And I remember telling him, it's the Holy Ghost, and he had no idea what I was talking about. 
That's what I thought was so neat. See, here's the thing, and this is what I've learned just from experience, is there's the, there's the, uh, the thing I heard, um, oh, how do they say it? You don't go all witnessing, taking your Bible and hitting people over the head with it. Yeah. That's not how you witness. Mm -hmm. In fact, you will turn people off so fast mm -hmm. because that is so, it's phony. It's just, it's, it's phony. It's not real. That's not how the Holy Ghost works. But the, uh, um, the way we witness is by people watching you. And the, I, can, I can say the biggest thing they're watching is how do you react? Because they're going to know you're going through something or a situation or something. Because I know the, the, the people I work like even my boss at Masterworks, he says he couldn't believe that I wasn't upset because I hadn't gotten any unemployment. He says, you still haven't got any? Man, Tim's all upset. He's the owner of the company. Man, everybody was all upset because I hadn't got it, right? But I wasn't upset. It's like, we'll get it figured out got to be something sure enough it was just a simple little thing mm. but it was like i wasn't you know going around oh, right what yep. are we gonna get you know worrying about stuff but yeah. it's like let your light shine amen just, man the lord's got it all under control i said i was uh, sharing with uh, mandy and max last night us getting all that back unemployment we got it all and i thought and i told him i said do you realize i said i was willing to not even get it and it wouldn't have made any difference because we were being taken care of amen we were being taken care of all our bills were all our bills were paid everything was going great so it was like if i get it praise the lord if i don't praise the lord amen because he's been taking care of me. And that's what I was sharing with him last night. I said, through all of that, everything was taken care of. The Lord allowed things to happen just at the right time, and yep. it all worked out. And so, um, uh, but that hope, um, oh, I didn't write it down. Oh, there was a scripture I wanted to read, and I did not write it down. I'm sorry. But, it's talk about, but it talks about the, the steps to get to hope. There's certain steps that we go in our walk with the Lord that we end up with hope. And I'm just gonna, I'll paraphrase a little bit. We read his, we, we read his word, and so we say, okay, this is what his word says, so this is what I'm gonna do. And so you do what his word says, and then you see that this is true. This really happens. Mm -hmm. That's called experience. Mm -hmm. So then, the more experience you have, the greater your hope increases. Mm -hmm. Because um, saying is one thing, doing is That's another. Right. Mm -hmm. you, you've heard the old expression, don't do, don't do as I do, do as I say. Have you ever heard that? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a cop out. <laughs> it's like, do what I say and do like I do it. That's the way we should be. Mm -hmm. We should be an example. We should live what we believe. Amen. That's in, and I, I know I shared this with you. I'm, I'm not an environmentalist or anything like that. And I have a lot of issues with environmentalists because they do not live what they say. That's hypocrisy to the hill. Here we are, we're saved, we got the Holy Ghost. We need to live like we have the Holy Ghost. Amen. Like we know the Lord's got our back, he's got his hand on us and we're blessed. Yeah. And it doesn't mean we have all kinds of money or the best of everything. Mm -hmm. But they see that in our spirit. Mm -hmm. They see that. They go, why does this person have so much peace? Mm -hmm. That's right. Why? 
It's because of the Holy Ghost Amen. that dwells inside you. And that's what we need to tell people. It wasn't some seven-step program. I that's thought. right. It wasn't tops. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Holy Ghost. That's right. The Lord saved me. Amen. And that's the message that we need to be sharing with this world. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians 9. Oh, I, I didn't? I never read it? Wow. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I read it. Okay, 1 Corinthians 9. Oh, this just popped into my head. I got to share this. Amen. I got to share this. We got to this. I have an Indian name. You're going to love it. This was given to me way back when I was like 11 to 12 years old by my friends. You ready for this? Big son, one tongue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. <laughs> I was wrong. I've changed it to two tongue because I'm an adult now. When I was oh a my kid, God. I was big son, one tongue. Oh. How do you like that? See? Yeah. I have a native name. How do you like that? Yeah. Big son, one tongue. <laughs> It just popped into my head. I have no idea why. I want to share that with you for the last two and a half years. It just popped into my head. Oh, man. Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Verses 19. But though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all, that I might gain the more. And unto the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might gain the Jews. And to them that are under the law, as under the law, that I might gain them that are under the law. To them that are without law, as without law, being not without law to God, but under the law to Christ, that I might gain them that are without law. To the weak became I as weak, that I might gain the weak. I have made all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. That scripture, um, years ago, I remember I was sitting with the uh, Brother Welch, and we were um, at break time, and I, you know, and I'd gotten saved, and pastor of, uh, I don't remember the name of the church, the Four Square Church, yeah, where they square dance, and they have fireworks, and the whole thing in there, it's like, it's like a circus, <laughs> so anyway, so he's there, and he comes in, and he had all these head of piercings, all in his, comes in, he's piercings in his face and all this stuff. And uh, Brother Welch goes, what in the world are you doing? But what are you doing? And he goes, it says in the Bible that I'm supposed to become just like the people I'm trying to save. Oh. Well, that's not what that scripture right. says. Can you believe that? And that's what he told me. He says, that's not what that scripture is saying. When we have the Holy Ghost, and we go up to somebody, the Lord's going to put on our heart what that person's going That's through. right. So we can relate to them. Mm -hmm. We can communicate with them. Mm -hmm. Not, I'm up here and you're down there. Mm -hmm. Not like that. Mm -hmm. But it's through the Holy Ghost, we know what's going through that person's heart. I prayed for people up here at the altar. And my word, the Lord just puts on me what they're going through. And it's like, wow. It just hits me. It's like, wow, this person is really struggling with something. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but the Holy Ghost is what does that. And that's what that's talking about. Right. That's what that's talking about. The Holy Ghost makes us 
gives us the mind that that person has so we can reach that person. Mm -hmm. Not, for years I always, it used to get me, you know, the people come in and start telling everybody how they ought to be acting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where does it, does it make any sense to tell somebody who's not saved how they should be acting? No. They're not saved. That's right. So they're just doing what they do. Yeah. Right. So you go around and you start, no, you should stop doing that. Oh, that's, and it's like, they're going to say, what in the world are you talking about? Yeah. Because yeah. they're not comparing it to this. Yeah. See? All that is is self-righteousness. Yep, exactly. That's the Pharisees. Mm -hmm. That's the, you know, Matthew. you aren't righteous like me. Yeah. Wow. Lord. Don't get me going on that. Wow. <laughs> I always laugh at, um, I remember uh, we were talking about, who was, who was talking about this? I can't remember what it was. Like, he said something to me, and I just kind of looked at him like, you seriously just said that? It was a pastor, and I don't remember what, who it was, but they said, when you pray, you need to pray with authority and just going on and on, not this. <laughs> and I said to myself, I go, I don't understand what you're saying. I says, isn't the Lord right here? Yeah. Why do I have to yell at him? Yeah. <laughs> so the whole point is this is like people that go around and say oh you need to pray different than the way you pray mm. man don't believe that that's got Satan written all over it because that relationship that he has with you that's a personal relationship yeah. before you yeah. even open your mouth he already yeah. knows yeah. what you want to say mm -hmm. So, so uh, oh, I'll never forget that. And it was like, I can't believe you actually think that. You could have no, two. And anyway, just one prayer. But that's that. I'm higher up here. Yeah. You're down there. We don't want to be like that with anybody. We mm -hmm. don't want to be like that. We want to remember. Always remember when it says when it says um, in the scripture that we were just reading, and it says. Um, uh, where is it here? Um, oh, it was in the it was in the the verse in First uh, Peter with with meekness, and it's like we don't ever want to think that we are greater than someone else. Mm -hmm. There's we're all in the same boat. Mm -hmm. All in the same boat. We all have the same responsibility. We all have the same accountability. Mm -hmm. There's no difference. Some are called, and it, and this is another whole message. You all have gifts. Mm -hmm. Every one of us has a gift. Amen. Some have more than one gift. Mm -hmm. And it's like we need to use that gift. But those gifts make us give us the ability to do certain things. But it doesn't make one greater than the other. That's right. Now, we're supposed to honor our pastor. Why? Because, boy, he's got a lot on his shoulders. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Man, what pastors go through. Man, I've seen some of the stuff. And, and I mean, I've, I've had to stand in for pastors and get into situations and stuff like that because they're not around. And, I, and I'm with it and everything. It's like, could not imagine doing this every day. Mm. Couldn't imagine it. Mm -hmm. So we need to honor our pastor Amen. because the position that he's in, that leadership position, he has a lot of responsibility and a lot of accountability in everything that he does. It's a big deal. So he should be lifted up and honored. He should be. But all of us have a part of it. And so, um, but, but the point I'm trying to make in this whole message and everything is it's like, we have the answers. Yeah. We have the answers to all the situations in this life. Mm -hmm. 
you, you realize, and I've learned this. I remember when I first got saved, they said, you know, and I'd hear them, they said, there's not a single issue you have in your life that's not answered in God's word. Amen. That's right. And I, you know, it doesn't make any sense. You know, no way, right? Well, it's the truth. Amen. Every single thing you deal with in life, the answer is right here. Mm-hmm. Man, this is this is the Lord in word. And it's like uh, we always want to know what the mind of Christ is. You want to know what the mind of Christ is? That's Read right. Exactly. You'll know what's on his mind. And it's like it's not um, it's not anything to do with this world. Nothing. And it's just, it's all on what's to come. And, and man, I don't, man, I am just so fired up, man. The stuff that's going on in the world is just mind-boggling. It's like, this, this last week, i got to share this with you. You probably, none of you heard this. You've heard of, uh, United Arab Emirates. It's a little tiny Arab nation that's got money coming out of its ears, right? And 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 right now, now I I don't know if they did it because I haven't checked it out. But July first was supposed to be the day that Israel was supposed to annex the West Bank to Israel and and uh, officially declare as their sovereign land. I don't know if that happened or not. I I haven't followed up on that. But what got me was that little nation, United Arab Emirates, they want to form an alliance with Israel because they realize that Israel has favor. Get that. Israel has favor. And they insist that they keep Israel as their friend. <laughs> Contrary to all the other Arab nations that are condemning Israel because of the Palestinians, mm-hmm. United Arab Emirates says, nope, we want to be their ally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, I was just, wow, wow. so cool. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't in the news. <laughs> <laughs> but that happened. But anyway, um, the days we're living in, oh, these are exciting days. Mm-hmm. And um, and um, I don't need to say much more. Uh, Brother Marshall, the stuff that he's been teaching us has just been amazing. Just amazing. And it's so neat to know that it's the truth. And it all lines up with the word. It's not some far-fetched, this is what I think or anything. It all fits together just like a puzzle. And you know, know it's the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. You know it is. And... Um, but that's what I wanted to share with you this morning. And it's like this, this thing that we have, this, uh, this truth that we have, it's up to us to share it with others. Mm-hmm. Let our light shine. You know, there's a saying, I don't know how true it is or anything, but it's like for every 10 people, and this includes your family, even your family members, for every 10 people you witness to, only one of them will listen to you. Mm-hmm. And out of those 100 people that listen to you, one of them will get saved. Uh, or something like that. Some statistic. In other words, don't get discouraged. You witness to somebody and they reject it, go on to another Amen. person. Don't, don't get so wrapped up right. that, that uh, um, as... as uh, how did uh, how did Brother Wells say that? You need to use the shotgun approach, not the rifle approach. That's what he said. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Sow the seed, spread it all around. Don't just put it in one spot. And so, um, but um, thank you all for coming this morning. Wow, you're an, you're an awesome bunch. I am so blessed to be part of this family. Amen. I really am. Amen. I'm just so blessed. And um, and uh, it's nice to be on the ark. Yeah. I just, I am, how many of you ever really read about Noah's ark? 
amazing things happen out of that. That is amazing. That the parallel, the parallel between what Noah did and that ark to the church in the last days, they line up so much. I just want to leave you with this thought. Think about this. Noah, when Noah built the ark, he built it exactly the way the Lord told him to build it. He didn't deviate from it one bit. Had he not done what the Lord told him to do, it never would have worked. But keep this in mind. The Lord told him to make the door of the ark. That door could not be picked up by men. That's how big that door was. That door didn't have a device to close it or anything. The Lord closed that door when it was time. Mm -hmm. God did it himself. Shut the door. Think about that. (laughs) I just get goosebumps just thinking about that. (laughs) You got this wacky guy for 120 years who's been building this thing. He calls an ark because there's going to be a flood Mm -hmm. and it's on dry ground. It's never rained, has no idea what this guy's talking about, doing something totally bizarre, just like what that world out there thinks yeah. we are. Yeah. Totally bizarre and weird and whatever this thing we're we're doing here, right? But the day is gonna come Amen. and their eyes are gonna be open and they're gonna go and it'll be too late. When the Lord shut that door, that was it. Jeez. Oh, just think about that. Mm-hmm. And this is actually the shape of the ark. Like a big box. <laughs> if you've ever seen the pictures of the ark they show on TV or anything like that, it's got a bow. It's got a bow. And it's got a you know, thing comes up like that. And it looks like a boat. Noah's Ark did not look like a boat. It looked like a barge. That's what it looked like. So, well, God bless you all. Um, look forward to seeing you all back here tonight. Get your singing voices all primed up. You should be all pent up with singing. Amen. So, yeah, there'll be a lot of people back here tonight. So, all right. Lord bless. God bless.